I haven't done one of these in forever. Um, it's Christmas Eve. I am now trying to adjust from uh, working the overnight to working during the day. So yesterday I stayed up all day long. I slept last night. And then I got up early this morning because I need to be up early in the mornings now. And um, I'm going to go see The Hobbit in 3D. With the high film rate, I it, I can't walk to IMAX. IMAX is 20 miles away from me, so I probably won't be seeing the nine minutes of Star Trek, which is slightly disappointing, but hey, that's how the cookie crumbles. Um, I always hate doing these, because I uh, breathe a lot during them. I don't normally breathe this much during an episode, but I'm also not walking during an episode, so... There's that. But anyway, um, The Hobbit. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, the only Hobbit I ever had any uh, affiliation with was the animated Hobbit. I don't remember who did it. You can complain about it, whatever. But I don't know. But there's things that I don't know. That's how I am. But I, uh, oh shit, it's cold. I really should be wearing a glove. This is hurting my hand. But, uh, the, uh, the animated Hobbit is all I remember. And I don't even know if that thing's an hour. If it is, it's maybe 70 minutes. Like, it is not very long. So I don't understand. How are you going to get three movies out of what was essentially a short story? To me, at least. And definitely a short story when it comes to Tolkien. Compared to Lord of the Rings, which is the books that uh, the book that follows the Hobbit, but I, I was very fond of it. And then I watched the Lord of the Rings animated, and that thing was a piece of shit. And I left the Tolkien verse until uh, uh, Lord of the Rings: Fellowship of the Ring came out in the uh, theaters, and I uh, everybody's excited about it. I sat down to watch it, and I uh, hated it. I still, to this day, cannot stand the theatrical cut. Uh, I think the theatrical cut, it just doesn't give me enough. It wasn't until I actually saw the extended cut that I was like, oh, these little pieces 
these little plot threads that I didn't notice, but I guess I did notice were missing, fill in the story nicely, and now it it turns into something I actually want to see. And uh, I'm guessing that that's how The Hobbit is going to be. Oh shit, squirrel. Oh, oh my god, it scared the shit out of me. But um, I'm guessing that's how The Hobbit will be. Uh, hopefully not, you know, you see the first version and then you want to wait for the extended cut. There honestly shouldn't be an extended cut. Story is not worthy of three movies, though he's making three movies. I'm sure they're going to be pretty. Um, I've already heard things like, unlike Fellowship of the Ring, it's not them walking the whole time to go on the quest. I hear they do a lot of fighting. And I hear it's rather enjoyable. Uh, I don't know about this high frame rate. I don't know about 3D. But I, I said, fuck it. If I'm going to go and see it, I might as well see it. Almost completely maxed out. Uh, I really do wish I could see it in IMAX. But more for the uh, 9 minutes of Star Trek than for The Hobbit. As a matter of fact, this is how silly I am. I would almost be willing to pay just to go see the 9 minutes of Star Trek and leave. Like, I'm super... Like, The Hobbit is fun. I can't wait to see Gollum again. I hear he's even better this time. But I, uh... Really don't care that much about The Hobbit. I've never been a Tolkienian. Tolkienite? Uh, Tolkienversian? I don't know. But don't get me wrong. I like the, the movies because the movies are really good. And I, uh... I tried to read the books... And, I, and it really was the 100 pages into Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. And they hadn't left uh, the Shire yet. Not only had they not left the Shire, I don't think the party had started for his uh, 170th birthday party. I don't think that party, uh, the party had started yet. That's how, that's how long that book felt to me. So I was like, alright, I'm out. I'm done. Because I actually do like to read books before I see the movie. Because uh, it helps to fill in some of the gaps. Things like that. Uh, but from what I'm told, and what I've heard, 2 hours 47 minutes, there are no gaps. Uh, they aren't leaving anything out. I hear they're actually adding stuff in. Stuff that from the margins. That kind of stuff. Stuff from uh, some of the other stories. Uh, a little bit of stuff that took place in the Lord of the Rings. Uh, and not Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. But uh, backstory that you got in Lord of the Rings that they didn't put in the movies. That they can now put into this Hobbit trilogy. Because they've got the fucking money. Uh, Peter King. Peter P King. Peter Jackson. Uh... I guess technically he's George Lucas Jr. without an OP. Wait, wait. OP? Yeah, original property. Not original property, because that, that, The Lord of the Rings belongs to somebody else. It wasn't his idea. Uh, somebody else came up with an idea, and then a hundred years later, he made a movie. And not really a hundred, but you know what I mean. More like 70 years later, they made a movie, and it was great. Uh, I wonder what's going to happen with the next 
form of art that we don't know yet, that we can't understand yet. Because maybe it exists right now, and it's so small that we just haven't gotten our hands on it. Because when you really think about the turn of the last century, in 1912, was there radio, or was radio common? I don't think, I know radio wasn't common. I think it existed. Movies existed, but not the, the format they are now. Uh, there's no such thing as television. So who knows, 100 years from now, when they uh, take this story, not, not only from the written form, but going back to the uh, Tolkien movies, or the, the King King. I don't know why I want to call him Peter King. He's a, a writer for uh, Sports Illustrated. But uh, the Peter Jackson uh, movies, and maybe, maybe, maybe it's holodeck technology, although that's something we can conceive today. I don't think people can conceive movies or the internet when 100 years ago, or even seven, fucking 80 years ago, when Tolkien was writing this shit. It was, it was out of the realm of possibility. It didn't exist in our social consciousness yet. And if it did, it was a small, small nugget. So I wonder what the small, small nugget is that 100 years from now, when they do this again in another format, because these stories are timeless. They are eternal. They are great. When they do it again, what's the format going to be? Is it going to be holodeck? Or is it going to be something completely different? Is it going to be movies in our eyeballs and our brains? That's one of those things that's kind of cool to think about with the future. Is that we don't know. The, 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 the things that are going to come are things that we can't even possibly think about. Like look at Star Trek for instance. The communication, like I'm talking into an iPhone right now, but... Uh, smartphones and the internet are so prevalent in our day-to-day -day lives it's insane that it doesn't pop up really at all in Star Trek they're still using like they I mean the idea of floppy disks comes from Star Trek like they were using floppies in Star Trek like that was state-of-the-art then nobody uses floppy disks anymore CDs DVDs flash drives usually send that shit to the cloud so the, the 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 mode of transportation for information now is in the ether that's not something they thought of in star trek hell some of the shit they didn't think of the next generation and it only happened like seven or eight years later so i i, I truly do wonder what the next format is going to look like when when we see the hobbit remastered a hundred years in the future when somebody else goes a generation ago they made these old movies in quaint 3d with high film rates where it's 48 frames per second it makes it look more real it's slightly disconcerting people's eyes look dead i don't understand it but but they, they, this is where where this is where true filmmaking comes from where we do Omnimax Super Duper 3D in Smell-O-Vision where you can smell the cave that Gollum lives in and it's so fucking horrific that people are vomiting in the theater but the theater isn't a theater, it's the theater of your mind and it's in your head, man! It's all in your goddamn head! Okay, I'm sorry about that, um... 
I really have been. <laughs> it's weird because it's 10 o'clock in the morning. And I haven't been outside at 10 o'clock in the morning in two months. Um, let alone awake. So, I don't think I really have anything else to say. So, I will talk to you guys after the movie. Let you know how I feel about the Hobbitses and Gollum. And uh, I, 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 most people I know have liked it. Very few people have disliked it and said it was boring or long. So, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, actually, uh, my expectations are pretty low. Because like I said before, I, I didn't like Fellowship of the Rings. I thought it was a travesty. I thought it was garbage. And, and that's when I started to learn that your own personal expectations are what control whether or not a movie is quote-unquote good or bad to you. Uh, there are people that I know who don't like Shaun of the Dead. Why don't you like Shaun of the Dead? Well, the hype got really high, and then when I went to see it, it just didn't live up to what I imagined it would be. It's not the fault of the movie. It's not really your fault either, other than you didn't uh, temper your expectations. So, I've now, in my older age, have learned to temper my expectations and keep them low, uh, hope for something watchable, but expect something, but let's rephrase that, expect something watchable, but don't hope for much more than that, because uh, it is just a fucking movie. Uh, of course, the Tolkienites, Tolkienians, Tokoramas might kill me for that. Wow, this is going to be a big fucking file. I don't even know how I'm going to get this off of here. Um, yeah, well, listen to this thing of stuff that's going to happen in between. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and best, uh, best of law and order. That's going to happen in the month of February. I just wanted to say that so I can get it on record. So now people have to hold me to it. Part of Josh Month, along with uh, Best Fictional President. There will be a showdown of some kind, because Josh really does shine on the showdowns. And, uh, I don't know, we'll figure something else out. One more episode for Josh. Uh, but anyway, I will uh, stop now, continue to listen to some Kevin Smith podcasts, and uh, leave you with this. Can you not do that? You'll oh. blunt them. Ooh, do you hear that, lads? He says we'll blunt the knives. Blunt the knives, bend the forks. Smash the bottles and burn the corks. Tip the glasses and crack the plates. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates. Cut the cloth, trail the fat. Leave the bones on the bedroom mat. Pour the milk on the pantry floor. Splash the wine on every door. Dump the crotch in a boiling bowl. Pound them up with a thumping pole. And when you're finished, if they are whole, send them down the hall to roll. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates. Okay. So I'm uh, fresh out of the movie. And uh, 
I like it. Let's see. If you're going to see it in the the well, you know what? I, 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 it's funny because you kind of have to compare this movie to Episode One, Star Wars, because it it, it is very very similar to that. Uh, it's the uh, the guy returning to a property that he made huge, at least cinematically. Yeah, I know Star Wars didn't exist in any kind of form before Lucas created it out of thin fucking air. But the comparisons are there. And (laughs) I'm going to piss a lot of people off by saying this. Episode 1 is more satisfying. And, And what I mean by more satisfying is... Episode 1, you wanted spaceships and space fighting. And you wanted, uh... You want lightsaber fights. And, and they give you one of the best lightsaber fights. Some of the best music. Like, he he tried to up the ante on everything in episode one. And he failed in some senses, but in others, he, he really did fucking hit a home run with episode one. All digital sets. Like, all kinds of things. And, and Peter Jackson tried to do the same thing with The Hobbit. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. I'm just saying it didn't didn't hit the mark the way I wanted it to. Um, Mind you, I did not see IMAX, but I did see the high frame rate, the 48 frames per second 3D, which might actually ruin the movie for you. Uh, Because it's... uh, I don't know how to put... It makes it not a movie. It is so... It it is really, really, really good. Like, the the high frame rate 3D makes it look real. But by making it look real kind of takes you out of it because it looks real. And you're like, that's not fucking real. It makes makes it look almost like a stage play at some points. And, uh, it kind of took me out of it. I was never able to to just go, this is a movie, because it did look a little too real. And it's gorgeous. Uh, it's actually through no fault of the movie. It's just my suspension of disbelief kept waning every now and again because I would watch it and see those glimpses of, holy shit, I think I could touch that. It's not really a knock against the movie, but the the high frame rate 3D would be amazing for just a real-world action film. Um, With it being a little bit of CG and monsters and people wearing clothing that people don't generally wear. And for moments, I had flashes of, like, Comic-Con cosplayers. Not saying that they were bad or anything. It was just... it, it, It for flashes... It seemed amateur hour. But only because it was so real. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I, I, I got to see the the awesome, awesome, awesome trailers. Uh, the trailer package on The Hobbit is just a big fucking geek boner. It started with uh, Star Trek. Then came... Was it Superman next? Then Superman was next. Uh, I'm trying to think. It was everything. Everything Warner Brothers was going to be kicking out over the next year. Like that's that's all they threw at us. 
And each time I was like, oh my god, I haven't seen it on the big screen. Because I haven't been to the movie in, since before my birthday. So it's been a while since I've been to a theater. Hang on, let me uh, get the screen back open. Uh, so it was nice to see some of these trailers on the big screen. Uh, one of the problems I have with The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, is the same problem I have, uh, uh, although not nearly as uh, bad as uh, the, the first movie. Uh, I was expecting it now to end abruptly. I, it, did, it left me wanting more, but not necessarily... Um, I don't know how to say it. Not necessarily wanting more in the... Um, like, I, I, I honestly could have sat through the nine-hour uh, Hobbit that this is going to be. I, I could sit through that. Uh, I think the storytelling is fantastic. Uh, the visuals are spectacular. I, I even don't, I, I don't mind the, uh, the digital uh, bad guys that there were some in the movie. Like, I don't mind them there. Uh, I'm fine with all of that. It's see, I'm lost for lost for work. I, I I really do. It's the it's the beginning of a story, and I have to wait a year before I get another piece. It's not a complete story, and and it's only another piece. You know, by the time I was done with uh, two towers, I was really ready for everything else that the Lord of the Rings had to offer me because I was two-thirds of the way through a good book. You know, and when you're two-thirds of the way through a good book, you, you can really get pumped up and revved up for that last third of the book because that's where all the good shit happens. Uh, it happened in Harry Potter. It happened in all kinds of stuff. Um, this one has that same problem of I'm only a third of the way through a book. And, and if you've ever read books, which I know quite a few of you are bibliophiles, I am not a bibliophile. If I get a third in and I stop, I'm liable not to come back. And, and it doesn't give you any... There's no resolution. I know they tried. They, they made that nice little org battle at the end. Uh, you know, and they get away and blah, blah, blah. All that good stuff. I, I understand that. I understand that, you know, it, he wanted to expand it into three movies, which I, I, I don't understand how. Because, you know, oh, they're almost at the Misty Mountain. Or the Lonely Mountain, sorry. Let, let's, let's just get this shit over with. Like, I, I really do wish it was two. If it was two, I'd be actually completely fine with it. Because then you've got your, your uh, Harry Potter... Uh, Deathly Hollows Part 1, Part 2, you've got, I'll even bring it up, Twilight, whatever the last Twilight book was, Part 1, Part 2. I'm fine with waiting a little time. Hell, even uh, Matrix Reloaded, uh, Matrix uh, Revolution. That's where this shit started. Well, kind of. It's been going on for years, but filming two movies, or three movies at the same time, and actually the first Lord of the Rings, but... Uh, filming those movies all together and then releasing them, the only the only one that I think ever got it right was The Matrix, because they they had one summer movie and one winter movie. They didn't drag it out over three years or two years. 
They dragged it out over six months. Harry Potter almost did the same thing. I think there's only eight months, nine months in between the Harry Potters. Or is it longer? But they don't really... It doesn't feel dragged out. I really don't want to wait three years for the end of this. I want it all to happen very quickly. I know it's not. And I will wait. And I will see the other parts. Not in... You know, on in, my, in midnight screenings or anything like that. But, you know, a couple weeks after they come out, I, uh, I really did like this one. I, I really did want more. Uh, and it's not really a knock against the movie. It's not a knock against me. It's not a knock against anything. It's just a, the reality of, if you're going to split a movie into three parts when it comes from one book and adding things from the Cerulean? Is that the name of that book? Adding things from all kinds of Tolkien stuff. And that that was what was nice, was fleshing out that world more for somebody who didn't read the books, only watched the movies. And I might have actually read The Hobbit. Might. I don't remember. It's been a very long time. But, you know, fleshing out that whole universe is, is all well and good and nice. And giving us backstory and, and subtle hints to things that we already know are coming. That's where my episode one thing comes along. Because Hobbit's a prequel. Episode one was a prequel. Two and three were prequels too. The difference between episode one and The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey is episode one has a beginning, middle, and end. We know that the overall story is going to end with him becoming Darth Vader. But they started with him so young, you knew it wasn't going to happen in that movie. You knew that Luke and Leia had to be coming, you know, had to be born before any of this should happen. So, because they, they basically throw you smack dab in the middle of, of this that universe saying, there's no way we can get to this end point yet, but this is the movie, you are not expecting it. That's not what you want. Um, the whole goal of the movie is to get to the, 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 the lonely mountain so they can, you know, win the day. And, you know, he puts on the ring and he kills Smog. Yeah, yeah, just spoil the fucking Hobbit for you. And seriously, if you don't know the fucking story of the goddamn Hobbit, what the fuck? Really? How do you not know the story of the Hobbit? You fucking heathen. You should already know how this story ends. There are no spoilers in The Hobbit. Uh, the interaction with Gollum was pretty awesome. Uh, Gollum... I, I, I'm sad to see him go because I don't think... It, if I'm remembering correctly, Gollum does not pop back up in The Hobbit. He's only there for a few moments and then he's gone. And you never see him again until... Bilbo Baggins runs into him, and uh, that's, you know, whatever, I'm fine with that, I'm cool with all that, no more, no more Gollum, Gollum is gone forever, and I did like that the two personalities were clearly defined, yet again, um, wow, my thoughts are really jumbled, because I really do like the movie. And I mean, we'll be excited for the next one. I, I'm just disappointed in how long we are all going to have to wait for it. I'm impatient because it's not necessary dragging it out like this. 
especially since most of it's done. You know, if they said the next Hobbit movie comes out in August, in July next year, I'd be fine with it. But I don't want to wait anymore. I'm tired of waiting. It's annoying to wait. We're we're, we're making we're we're increasing hype. Why? There's no need. There's plenty of hype there. It already made a stupid amount of money over the last few weeks. There's no need to build any more hype. You know, just give a nice breather window in between each movie. Six months. The, 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 this Hobbit trilogy should have been done, it should be over with by the beginning of 2014. Like, 2014, it's over. Which, which it is at the end of 2014. Which is like, really? Really, you're going to string me along for three more years. First time I was okay with it, second time I'm not cool with it. And I still say, episode one does a better job. Wow. I'm going to piss off a whole bunch of people if I release this. And, 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 and what I mean is, episode one is the beginning of a story, but it's a story of its own. Uh, the, this, the Hobbit is a part. It's a piece. And when it's all together, it will be fantastic. It will be epic and it will be great. That's why I'm not disappointed in the movie. I'm just disappointed in how it's being released. You know, I know they need to make money. And I know nobody would actually sit around for a nine-hour movie. But I would have. I know quite a few of you that are listening to this would have listened. Just sat in the theater, paid paid $30 for a nine-hour movie. To sit in the theater, but... The theaters can't make money like that. The, the studios can't make money like that. Nobody can make money like that. Which I understand. Completely f- fiscal reasoning. But at the same point, I'm now kind of worried about the second one. Because the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I, I think most people would agree the best of the, those three movies is the second one. Uh, it, it, it's The Two Towers. But the Two Towers feels like a complete story. It feels like it has a beginning, middle, and end. Where, and, and I guess it's because it uh, you you get the beginning of fellowship to to begin be the beginning of this one, and it has a beginning. But it's still, and the fact that out of nowhere we've got so much footage. We want to stretch this into three movies. We've got enough to make three movies. As opposed to the plan of, we were going to make three movies. And maybe it was the way Peter Jackson had always planned on it. But, you know, he didn't tell the studio. You, uh, you don't know. You don't know what was going through his head on that one. Holy shit, a half hour of me talking? This is just crazy talk. Uh, but I... I guess I'll wrap it up by saying, uh, go see The Hobbit. Uh, go see it in the, well, if you, if you go see it in the 3D high, high, uh, speed or 48 frames per second, high frame rate, high frame rate, uh, be aware that you should probably take your glasses off every now and again, because there are, not every, every movie has, 
not every second of every movie is in 3D. Spoiler, uh, there, there, there are several points in this movie where you can take off your glasses and nothing on the screen is actually distorted or blurred. Uh, give your eyes a rest because my eyes sure shit hurt. Like, I, I was not expecting it. It, it. it is a little jarring and disconcerting at first because it doesn't look, it looks, your, your disbelief keeps getting shattered by little things. At least mine was. Oh, train's coming. Storms are coming. Uh, it is Christmas Eve. By the time you, you listen to it, it'll still be Christmas Eve. Tomorrow is uh, Best Santa. I would like to apologize in advance if you listen to this before you listen to Best Santa. Uh, yeah. That, that was a bad one. Uh, but... Uh, next episode after Best Santa is Best Deep Space Nine character, which is a hardcore, uh, which is a pretty hardcore Deep Space Nine episode. Hardcore character driven, like, literally, talk about character. It's weird. Uh, but that's pretty hardcore. Uh, we haven't recorded it yet, but Mustaches versus Beards comes up after that. And, uh, we're, we're going to enter the half year of Superman. I don't know if we mentioned it on the show. But even if we haven't, I'm mentioning it now. At least once a month, probably twice a month, we will do a commentary or an episode of some kind revolving around the Man of Steel himself, Superman. Because I don't think he gets the love he deserves. And, and you're talking to a person who... Generally speaking, I don't like Superman, but it's not because I don't like Superman. The character itself is very strong. I just don't like what people generally do with it. But there is some great Superman out there. So, year of Superman, or half year of Superman, or six months of Superman. Superman. We're going to do a bunch of it. Episodes from the animated series. Uh, starting with Superman the movie. Next month. Uh, if you want to do the commentary on that with us. You know, hit us up at on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Anyway, uh, this has been Damon rambling on for 40 minutes talking about The Hobbit, uh, Star Trek, and other things. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm going to continue and say uh, Cybok is the villain, even though uh, it's going to upset Christy and other people. Because they associate Cybok with bad, but Cybok is actually good. He's the only actual person villain in all of Star Trek movies that uh, is not on the uh, revenge mission. There's no revenge plot. Nothing whatsoever. Like, wait, no. There were other people. Like, no. Star Trek 2. Wrath of the Khan. Revenge. Dish best served cold. Then uh, Krug, isn't that his name? He does it again in Star Trek 3. And then Star Trek 6... You know what? There isn't really... Well, no, that guy is, is trying to get revenge. I don't remember his name. But he's revenge and trying to stop uh, the joining of the Federation. Uh, Star Trek 8, which is... Or 7, which is uh, Saren? Saren? And he, he's mad at everybody for pulling him out. So he's trying to get back in. He doesn't care who he kills. So not really revenge, but kind of revenge. Uh, eight is the Border Queen's fucking revenge. She wants to wipe out all humanity 
because blah, 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 blah. Uh, see, nine, you've got the Sulaban who are upset about uh, their parents wanting to stay on some slow, lonely place where you live forever, and they wanted to come back, and oh, they, they cry and they look freakish because they stretch your skin, which doesn't make any sense. Weird cosmetic surgery thing. Then you've got Shinzon, clear uh, revenge plot, because he wants to get revenge on the Federation and the Romulan Empire that, that bore him. And then you've got uh, Star Trek Eleven or New Trek, which is, uh, what's his name? Nero. He wants to get revenge on the people who killed his family, because that's how shit rolls. So, or the perceived, he wants to revenge on Spock. So, there's a lot of revenge. That guy has, was having some trouble himself, he has a ride. But anyway, uh, keep fighting the geek fight. I don't know if I'm going to let this 40 minutes of me rambling ever see the airways. Or maybe it'll be up in an hour. So, anyway, uh, go see The Hobbit. It's, it, it is actually worth seeing in the theater in 3D. Uh, IMAX if you can. Anyway, bye! Wait, I didn't stop it? What the fuck? Stop! Stop! Oh, shit!